Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Grigston shares some wisdom regarding the contrary culture that teens are living in. Let me ask you a question. Hey, do you know of any parent that was excited to find out that the relationship with their teen was conflictive, contradictory, oppositional, or irreconcilable? <laughs> no, no parent that I've ever met, but it happens all the time. And many parents who once had a great connection with their child find that their relationship is becoming strained during these teen years. They begin to wonder what happened to these dreams and hopes and longings for the good things desired for that young daughter or son. And as they handed coffee mugs and t-shirts that scream world's greatest dad and world's greatest mom, who would have ever believed something that has been so good for so long could become so distant and detached, especially after all those years of coaching soccer and baseball and ice hockey and after years of pouring your life into your child as a mom or dad. You know, it's hard to believe, and it's even harder to imagine how something that was once so good could have the possibility of going so bad, but it can. And if you find yourself in that situation, chances are that that the feelings of hope and connection with your teen left your expectations a long time ago. Uh, What parent would have ever thought this to be possible? I believe many overestimate the effectiveness of their parenting skills and grossly underestimate how the effect of today's culture is changing the nature of their relationship with their adolescent children. And they wonder... um, How could something that had been going so well turn so bad so quickly? Well, the answer is easy. It's caused by the contrary culture that our teens are living in. So let me read you a scripture. It's out of Romans 16, 17, and it says this, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching that you have learned. What happens is this, kids hit middle school years and, and the slow but ever-moving wave of change begins to come ashore in the lives of families. It's the groundswell beginnings of adolescence that thrust your innocent preteen into a world of exposure, new communication, social upheaval, negative influence, and the false immaturity that convinces teens that they can handle pretty much more than they are capable So parents begin to ask questions they've never asked before, struggling to find answers to counter the effects of a contrary culture, a world of opposing viewpoints and opinions that tend to gently sway a young teen's heart to find attraction to concepts and lifestyles and attitudes that are completely on the other side of how they've been raised. They find themselves asking, what are we supposed to do? How do I counter the effects and the presence of this culture on my teen? How do we recognize potential problems? Why does my child do what he or she does? How can my child violate all that we're about? Why do I feel like my parenting skills are no longer effective? Or I try to connect with my teen, but nothing's working. 
if these questions have ever bounced around in your head as you've watched your sweet little girl mature into a young lady or your little boy transform into a questioning smart aleck who challenges everything all the time, then here's some things that you got to understand. The culture has changed and it's changed. And, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, marijuana is legalized in states. Gender issues dominate the media. Teens communicate more with their fingers than they do, than they do with their voices. 4.3 million porn sites demand supervision on the internet. More pictures are taken every two seconds than they were taken in all of the 1800s. Teens spend an average amount of 10 hours a day looking at some type of screen. Entitlement prevails. There's little respect for authority. Adolescents spend most of their time in the shallow end of the relationship pool. Masses of kids are leaving the church upon graduation from high school. Everyone's encouraged to speak his or her thoughts with platforms to do so, and the American Medical Association has increased the age of adolescence to age 27. Our teens live in a performance and appearance world. The court of public opinion seems to trump due process. Little is left to the imagination anymore. Bullying dominates the news, and teens spend more time recording conflicts rather than engaging in resolution. Mass school shootings appear to be more prevalent. Bullying dominates the news. And teens spend more time recording conflicts. It's amazing, isn't it? It's a little different world that you and I grew up in. And, and parents are frustrated, are really frustrated that the parenting tools they've used so effectively in their child's earlier years uh, are no longer working with the same results. Our teens live in a world of high anxiety and a deep frustration with hints of anger and depression visiting homes dedicated to wanting God's best for their children. It's a world that you and I have said that we're glad that we don't have to grow up in. It's a contrary culture, not always working with us, but seemingly operating against us most of the time. Now, and I'm not one of those guys who hates the world, but I sure understand the influence and the impact this culture uh, is having on parents who desire to raise a godly family. And I would tell you this, don't give up. Hope is not lost. The role of parents and, and grandparents, you play a, a big role in this also, have in today's culture, uh, you know, the, the task of, of maintaining a household of love, preserving the rules and boundaries that help keep a child on the right path while encouraging independence and responsibility. And this creates a place of rest from the craziness of a culture that never rests. Just as you feel the pinch of your values being challenged in a permissive culture, I can guarantee you that your child feels the same, if not worse. And since they are the ones that have to live in it, the responsibility lies on you, the parent, to provide a haven of rest and a place of respite from a culture that is attacking the heart of your teen. When Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, he's giving an example of one who can keep their cool while challenged by the world of influence.
Yeah, but many times we just get too busy and we forget that their world is more confusing and conflictive to them than it is to any parent. It's easy to armchair quarterback our child's life from a distance, but it's another thing to actually be on the playing field, <laughs> taking the hits and tackles, which sometimes, you know, stop or injure the players, your teens, and causes them to stumble. And I don't know about you, but I find that many times in my busyness, I forget what is most valuable in my pursuit of what I think is important. And I'll tell you this story. Jane and I go to Cabo St. Lucas, um, go to Cabo St. Lucas to take a break from things. And we've been going there for 25 years. And we were headed out to the airport here in Longview, Texas, which is a small one-gate airport. And um, we were able to pull up to the front of the airport and unload all of the baggage and luggage that we're going to take with us. And and uh, so I pulled my truck up, Jane and I got out, and so we take all the luggage and baggage in to, to check it, and we have this conversation with all the people that are ticketing us uh, about the amount of luggage that Jane has. So we joke about it a little bit and play around, but we're just sitting there talking and not thinking a thing of it. We go through security. We're sitting down. We get on the airplane. We fly from Longview to Dallas. We get to Dallas at, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon and uh, find out that our flight to Cabo St. Lucas isn't going to leave until midnight. So we eat dinner and, you know, make some phone calls, watch some TV, um, just kind of relaxing a little bit. And then we step on the plane and right when I stepped on the plane, seven hours after I got <laughs> to the airport in Longview, Texas, I realized something. I left my truck running in front of the airport <laughs> in pursuit of something that I thought was important. I forgot what just might be more valuable. You ever, you know, you ever feel that way when your teen's struggling a little bit, like maybe you forgot to pay attention to that child who desperately needs you while you're pursuing what you think is important? It's easy to do. I do it all the time. It's when we see our kids stumble that we look at our priorities. But I can tell you this, they need you now. So don't pursue the seemingly important and neglect the valuable. So here's a couple of things that I would say to every parent, and I, and I think it's important. First, if you have preteens, get prepared for the upcoming adolescent years. Don't lean on your own understanding, believing that what you've done in the past that worked when they were preteens will continue to work in the future. And what I mean is this, the parenting skills that were rewarded with special coffee mugs and t-shirts won't work during the teen years. Don't fool yourself. Because you can't fool your child. If you rely on what worked in the past, you won't enjoy the days ahead in the future. The second thing I would tell you this, if you're going through a struggle with your teen, then look at this as a way to lighten up a bit and learn to do some things differently. Um, simply put, what was once effective won't be soon, and what worked in the past won't work in the future. But you might just need to add some more tools to your parenting toolbox to have the right ones for your teen years. You know, and, and I, 
I don't read many people's other books, but I got this book in the mail the other day. It's by a guy named David Eaton and Jeremiah Callahan. And it was written with a fellow by the name of Alan Briggs. And these guys are with a group called Axis. I know nothing about this group. I have no idea who these people are, but I can't wait to meet them. Um, They wrote a book called Engaging Your Teen's World, Understanding What Today's Youth Are Thinking, Doing, and Watching. And... um, you know, and, and at the, on the back of the book, it even says, rise above your fear to create true connection. And to me, I I, I picked it up. And I, I usually throw these books away or give them to somebody else because I always, every week we get a ton of books. But I just opened it up and these guys in their book, I'm going to read you something from it, maybe like four, uh, just four paragraphs. And, and the title of, this is uh, chapter three, it's called Your Wisdom, Their Wonder, which I think is uh, kind of cool. Anyway, this is, this is what he says, and, and, and you guys go get this book. I, I'm, I can't wait to read it. I'll probably read it tonight. But this is what these guys say. Sometimes as adults, we need to be shaken from our slumber and revived from our skepticism by the dreams of the young. Wisdom can make us play it safe, stop dreaming, and look past the sparks of new things God is doing. The wonder of teens can shape us and rewaken us to possibilities, pulling our feet off the ground when our souls are stuck in the mud. We need their wonder, and they need our wisdom. Their naivety allows a misplaced passion to bleed into short-sighted decisions. We can help them zoom out, prepare for the long haul, and make better decisions in light of the future. We can help them learn to live wisely. We believe God fashioned the wonder of teens to complement the wisdom of adults. This was His design. There's a gap, sometimes a chasm, between the generations. These lines have been broken in most families, and wisdom and wonder are two islands with no life rafts between them. Parents and caring adults can bridge the gap. When the awkward and natural barriers of puberty and adolescence begin creating this chasm, parents can connect with the heart of their child. The chasm only gets bigger if not connected early in the teen years. Now is the time. Your teen needs your wisdom, but they won't receive it if they don't trust you. You must connect with their heart. They must believe that you are interested in their wonder too, not simply making a deposit of wisdom that fixes them. You desperately need doses of their wonder too. Okay, I am reading this book tonight. So order it. It's called Engaging Your Teen's World by David Eaton and Jeremiah Callahan. Now, that's the only four paragraphs that I can tell you that I support. I haven't read the rest of the book. And if it doesn't, (laughs) if it's not right and I read it, I'll come back at a later, you know, podcast and tell you what I don't like about it. But, but I can tell just by the way that they engage that there's something there that's good, you know, because this is the message for today. Your teens need you now more than ever. You are God's answer to this crazy culture, which isn't helping the parenting process very much. And I'm convinced that the way you handle your kids during the teen years 
regardless of how things went during their younger years, it will determine the type of relationship that you'll have with your child in the coming decades. So make the connection, even though that culture is sometimes fearful. And remember Romans 16, 17. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Hey, hope you have a great day. Go get that book. Go get that book. You'll love it. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.